We are now live on the last Wensoon show of Q1 2023. It is March 28th, and Bitcoin's dancing around 27K or so, and it looks like it doesn't know what it wants to do. Or maybe it's being dragged sideways with the stock market that looks indecisive as well. That's yeah, right. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is 27K, topped out at 29. Live threading. Jump into the AMA Leo thread, the thread yeah. cast. I, lo I love the uh, the thread cast. I've, I've seen a couple of other projects and podcasts started to do it. Um, CTT podcast uh, oh, has cool. been doing it. Yeah, the Three Speak podcast. So um definitely cool to see and it creates a lot of like cool real-time engagement because it's basically like you know being in discord chat but on chain hive um for the first time ever you're able to do it so definitely changes the way we can engage with each other and i see nifty and a few others are already in there so um indeed Taskmaster and I had a bet last week um, to see who could make the most threads, and he beat me. Um, and then we decided to keep the bet going and do it again this week. So last week he did uh, – he's a monster. Last week he did 600 threads, uh, and I did a little over 200. Um, so I got my That's work – insane. I got my work cut out for me. See if I can do 1,000 this week threads. or something. What in the heck is he talking about? That's a lot of threading. It's crazy. I mean, if you jump into the replies, he basically replies to everybody. So it's it's wild. That is true. Um, I have a few ideas, though, for how I can post a bunch of threads this week. So see if I can. Uh, we'll see if I can destroy him this week. Send him home crying. Battle engaged. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's do uh let's jump into the the Leoverse updates. Um we've got kind of a lot of stuff um to talk about this week. And Nomad Soul has so graciously given us a uh, list of topics organized um in bullet points. So they'll make it a lot easier. So in case you missed it, we launched um the and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna post links in the thread storm uh or threadcast. Like so if you want to see links to the things that we talk about, I will uh, keep them updated in the thread threadcast. Um, so the first one is the Leo Finance UI update that we posted three days ago. Um, we added uh, GIFs and emojis um, and then a couple of other bug fixes. And we also announced that uh, we have a new dev schedule. So one thing I've been working really hard on um, is creating a lot more, you know, structure to the way that we do things. Um, you know, definitely we still have that kind of chaotic environment that we always have worked in. And that's just because we try to build shit quickly and shit breaks a lot. And we're, you know, we'll deploy updates in the middle of the night because we're, you know, fixing stuff and adding new stuff and testing stuff. You know, we're doing it live as Neil McSpadden would say, if he was here. Um, so, um, so we in that in that post I talked about how every Friday we've we basically created a schedule for our team so that every Friday we're going to release um, 
a, a an update to the UI. So it could be something really small, you know, or something really big. And the, you know, even if we're working on like, and a lot of the, it gets complicated. And this is why if you've ever seen the development of anything, and if you're here, you know, you've probably seen the development of, you know, all sorts of projects on Hive and, and elsewhere, um, whether it's Leo or not Leo. Um, and, and the reason why development is so unpredictable, things always take longer than you think. And, you know, you're looking for updates that aren't there yet. Uh, and, and that's why we have the whole when soon thing. Um, the reason why um, it's so crazy is because a lot of the times you're working on things that are quick. So then like, you know, we might work on a feature that we turn around in an hour and then we can publish it to the UI, right? We can push it to, to the open alpha. We might also be working on features at the same time, you know, like simultaneously that take, you know, six weeks of development to get out. Um, so, you know, what do you do when your release schedule is like, basically you have two timelines or, you know, multiple timelines where you've got some things that are, that are being able to be released really quickly. And you've got some that are taking you multiple weeks uh, to get out or, or even multiple months in some cases. Um, so basically the way that that I've chosen that, you know, I want to structure things with the team is that every Friday, you know, we've got a basically every week, we're always working on a bunch of different things at the same time. Every Friday, we're going to sit down and we're going to say, okay, here's the things that are, are ready to go live. Here's what's not ready to go live. And we'll, we'll create a new branch of the things that are ready. And we'll just push those live on Friday, no matter what. And the things that aren't ready, they'll just be held off for a subsequent Friday when they are ready. Um, so this will create some some cool um, engagement, I think, with the UI where you'll be able to expect that new things are going to happen every Friday. And that kind of leads you into the weekend and it's it's exciting. Um, but, you know, the, the big releases will still kind of happen as they happen. Um, but you're just kind of get you're, you're getting like some predictability to the development, which I think is a lot a lot better than the way it has been, which is just, you know, we get things done as fast as we can and then we just push it live. Um, so instead of doing that, we're getting things done as fast as we can and then we are packaging it for a Friday release every Friday. Um, and this kind of takes me back to my, you know, days of playing World of Warcraft where, you know, every Tuesday they had like a patch that would come out, right? And sometimes those patches would be really small. Other times they'd be huge updates of the game. Um, and it was always kind of fun to look forward to, you know, a Tuesday patch where something new might happen. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so my goal is just to kind of create a similar environment, but for every Friday. So every Monday, we now have a, a team meeting to see what we're doing. And this goes for DeFi and all the social stuff with Leo Finance. Um, we have a team meeting every Monday to see what we're working on this week and then what we expect we can have ready by Friday. Uh, and then, um, you know, throughout the week we work on it and then hopefully get it all done by Friday, uh, or get done what we want to get done by Friday, uh, and rolled out. So anyways, that was a huge tangent. What we did last Friday was, um, the GIFs and emojis update, uh, which, um, you know, it does exactly what it sounds like. You can post, you can, it, it works exactly like Twitter, but there's two little icons at the top of the threads editor now, and you can uh, click on them and you can search and choose from GIFs and emojis. Um, and the GIFs, the GIFs have added a lot of really fun engagement to threads. Uh, I've been using them a lot. Um, it's nice. And it, and it really, Taskmaster kept talking about how it really like Twitterified the experience, um, which I definitely agree with. Um, 
it's it's definitely made the the user experience of of you know alpha a lot more engaging and like i i said that it kind of added like a, a human layer to it like you know it's not just basic text like it just kind of adds that extra layer um and i think it's super fun so i just posted that link in the thread threadcast if you want to read up on the uh the gifs and emojis update and then in that update on friday we also rolled out some mobile features um for the web app so uh i've talked about this a lot but um our goal is to create a an extremely good and robust web app for both desktop and mobile so um you know up until this point we hadn't really done a whole lot with with alpha.leofinance.io on mobile uh but this was our first update to it and it looks really clean um it, it basically it puts the menu bar at the bottom so when you when you're on the website and I've been using it on mobile more it actually feels like you're in a native application which is what we're going for um so it feels really good it's really smooth really fast the menus at the bottom um I've been using it a lot to do like replies you know especially on the go uh because you just hit the notifications uh page um so I've been enjoying that a lot and there is a lot more that we have to do to mobile uh, there's a lot more on my list for optimizations and things uh that will make the experience even better uh one thing that uh one of the devs said that we should do uh which we we're gonna do is uh basically like this way of of upvoting um you know being able to just double click on a thread and have it auto upvote that thread like instead of having to find the upvote button and do all of that um so you'll be able to like pre-select a percentage and say you know, I want to upvote with 5% on every thread, or I want to upvote with 10% on every thread or 1%. Uh, you could do that from the settings page when this goes live. Um, and then every time on mobile, when you double click on a thread, uh, it'll, it'll upvote with that percentage that you preset. So that should make upvoting and curating a lot, a lot faster and just more enjoyable. Uh, another thing that he suggested, which we're going to do is on mobile, and this is on Twitter too, but you can, so on Twitter, if you go on mobile, you can swipe left and right to like switch feeds or like switch between tweets. Um, there's like a whole layer of functionality from swiping left and right. So you're not just scrolling up and down, you, you're able to actually like, you know, uh, go horizontal with it. And uh, that's going to be a big thing that we we push into the, into the mobile web app. I think it's going to make it like super fast, easy uh, to switch between feeds and, and, you know, flip through threads and stuff like that. Uh, flip through images, all sorts of stuff. So that is all coming to mobile in the Sooniverse. Um, what else we got? Yeah, that was that was what we pushed on last Friday, and then it was just a bunch of other little bug fixes. So um, we pushed all that last Friday. This Friday, I posted a poll. Um, and teased everybody on what the next, I, I asked everybody what they think the next feature on uh, on Friday will be uh, that we release. Um, and uh, I'm not going to announce it today. So if you uh, wanna go put in your vote, just head to that poll. I'll try to find the link and post it. Um, yeah, where's that poll? Why do I even find polls to be honest with you? I don't know. They're in the, uh, <laughs> they're mixed into the um, threads. They're just oh, they're just in threads. Gotcha. They're just in threads. Yeah. I guess I don't know why it's for some reason app. I thought like in the menu there was going to literally be like a separate link that said polls and you click on that and it takes you to. Yeah. No, that's uh, they're mixed into threads just like how Twitter does it, right? 
Um, gotcha. But one thing that I do sense. think, yeah, one thing I think we're going to do though is add a feed for polls specifically. So like if you do want to just see polls, you can just hit a feed and then it'll take you there. Um, but they'll obviously still be mixed in with with threads. That'll just be another feed that you can choose. I like that though. A yeah. feed for polls. That uh, definitely would be preferable for me at least because uh, then I could just go to the poll, scroll through, see what is out there. Yeah. Go on a random voting spree. Voting on polls is fun. See, I'm just trying to find this link. Exactly. See, we have the feed, the click, click, found it. All right, cool. Found it. Very true. I. Uh, All right, posted the link for that. Sweet. So you can go send your votes. And speaking of polls and decentralized voting, um, we, so there, there's a lot going on here. So the first thing is that it, it's still a little bit under the radar, but more people have been catching on to polls lately, which is we basically designed this whole other, like we could have literally launched a whole other application uh, just for decentralized polls on Hive. Um, so like, you know, the infrastructure, the UI, everything that we created, we literally, that's like a whole nother app on its own uh, where you can, you know, launch polls and vote on them. The reason why is because, you know, we definitely could have gone the same route as Twitter and we could have just built like a really simple mechanism for people to vote on polls and it goes to a centralized, you know, web two uh, server and then our server just reads those votes and, and you know, it's all on the UI and it's, it's super easy to build something like that. And it's uh, definitely would make our lives easier. Right. Um, but instead, we decided to go the Web3 route, which is, you know, what we do with everything, which is we built polls so that they're actually on chain uh, on Hive. And uh, when you create a poll, it's obviously a, you know, you're, you're actually publishing onto the Hive blockchain. And then when you vote on a poll, your account is actually broadcasting a custom JSON to vote on that poll. So let's say that like in the, in a hypothetical scenario, the Leo UI is offline or it goes down temporarily, or you want to see like the historical context of, uh, you know, some poll that was, that was published through Leo finance or potentially another UI wants to use the infrastructure we've created with custom JSONs to have polls on their UI. Um, you can go to the high block explorers and look at the high blockchain and you can actually read the custom JSON data for all the polls and all the votes on those polls. Um, so it basically, it, it, you know, we created this entire decentralized voting infrastructure, which is something that I am really excited about um, because, you know, and if you've talked to me about like just general crypto stuff for a long time, um, you know, when I got into this space, one of the things that I was excited about was blockchain voting. Uh, and I still am. Uh, I think that like, you know, voting in the real world sucks. It's so outdated. It's like, you know, I mean, people literally still write in paper ballots to vote on things. Um, and in, you know, 2023 in a Web3 world, you know, we can actually launch a voting, you know, we can launch a campaign or a vote um, of some kind directly onto a blockchain. And then people can use uh, their blockchain accounts to vote for it. And you know that people aren't cheating because you can literally read it on chain, right? So like you can imagine that something gets voted for 
And potentially like, let's say that someone lies about the results. They say, oh yeah, we got, you know, 300 votes for, for option A uh, and we got 50 votes for option B. Uh, if you, for some reason, don't believe them or just want to double check them, you can literally read the custom JSONs from the Hive blockchain and, and see if their, their results are accurate. Um, so that's just like the whole mechanism behind that is very cool. And then you start getting into the layers of, of polls and what we've built uh, and, and what we're working on in the future. So some of the stuff we're working on with polls is that you can actually, we're, we're going to add something called poll filters. So when you launch a poll, you'll be able to say, I want people, if you vote on this poll, you have to have over 10,000 Leo power. And if you don't have over 10,000 Leo power, then your vote doesn't count. Or, um, you know, let's say that I want to launch a poll and, you know, I, I've used this example, but let's say that like Acid Yo wants to launch a poll and he wants to ask Posh holders, you know, if they want to do X, Y, or Z, right? And, but he only wants your vote to count if you hold more than like 100 Posh. And if you don't hold more than 100, your vote doesn't count. And that's just something he can set up from the UI super easily. Literally just hit a filter and add that filter. Uh, and since, you know, Hive Engine works with custom JSONs and now polls work with custom JSONs, you can do a lot of really cool stuff with that. Uh, you can even do like NFT voting where, you know, if, if you hold a certain NFT, then you're allowed to vote on a poll. If you don't, then you're not. Uh, and then you can even do like stake weighted voting. So, you know, you can basically do it where, you know, if Mitch has 100,000 Leo power and I have 50,000, his vote is worth twice as much as mine. Um, so we can do like a lot of really cool stuff with polls. Um, I think that's a, a, I think it's a killer feature on, uh, on Leo finance um, moving forward, especially once we start adding some of that stuff. And then um, let me get the link for this, but uh, a nomad soul put together a really cool initiative um, and he got together um, basically like a lot of the, you know, the majority of top dogs on the high blockchain uh, and uh, launched an initiative called author of the week. Um, so trying to find the link. He's got the link. He can drop it in chat, but I'll just keep looking. Security cat guide, author of the week. <laughs> uh, vote early, vote often. I'll have to step my writing game back up if I want if I want to get that designation in a given. Yeah, you know the the uh, rewards for it are. Yeah, finally got it. Um, I'm posting it in the thread threadcast. So if you're listening on Discord, you got to go over there for the links. Um, the rewards for that are pretty crazy because he got together block trades. They call me Dan, uh, Acid Yo with OCD, and then Leo Voter. Um, so we're talking, you know, tens of millions of high power uh, behind this initiative, and um, it, it's it's really cool. So like. I won't go into the details of it. If you want to, if you want like the raw details, go into that post that I just posted the link for. Um, but essentially the really cool tie-in that I'm excited about and the reason why I'm talking about it after polls is that we're, we're going to be using polls to decide who the author of the week is. So basically each community comes up with their selection of authors and then polls are created from each community to decide who the author of the week is. And then once that author is chosen from the decentralized voting of the poll, uh, then we're going to see um, all the, them get the rewards. Um, so it's like creating and leveraging this whole new use case around polls, uh, which I think is really cool and a really great engagement tool 
um, for getting people uh, onto onto Leo Finance, onto Threads, using Threads regularly, using polls, uh, teaching them about the features and how they work. Um, it's it's really powerful. I think I think that's going to be a huge initiative going forward. Um, and then on top of all of that, it also solves this doesn't completely solve, but it is a piece of the solution to this huge issue that people have around curation in general on Hive. And, you know, authors not getting enough recognition, authors not getting enough rewards, uh, curation not being decentralized. Uh, it, it, it is a piece of the solution to that, to that bigger puzzle, uh, which is, you know, decentralized curation and, and making sure that good authors are getting rewarded regularly. Um, and also just getting more recognition for those authors. So I think that's going to be huge. You know, I just saw uh, in the Threadcast, Task made a pretty good point about, uh, he said, need a tab for Threadcasts and to schedule them. That way we can have a repository for them to post uh, so others can find. So, I mean, yeah, just like with polls having a specific feed, I mean, you could almost do that for Threadcasts. Let me get to the point where maybe we have too many tabs up top, but... Um, no, yeah, I, uh, I agree. Something I that think, separates. Yeah, I think we could do something cool where you can create like a, you can schedule a, a threadcast and it'll have like a countdown. And then maybe we'll yeah. have some sort of feed in the UI where you can see upcoming threadcasts. And then maybe that's something, you know, you can find something you want to join in. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, especially if you can, people can schedule one and there's a countdown. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of work that I want to do with feeds and um, making it easier and better to find what you want to find when you want to find it. Um, you know, this has always been a problem on Hive. It's always been a problem in social media in general, oh, yeah. uh, just finding things that are relevant when you want them. Um, so I, I have a lot of ideas for different feeds, but it seems like those ideas just keep, you know, kind of layering. Um so yeah, like Taskmaster's idea for, for a place to schedule them and like a repository for them is like, okay, let's find a way to create like a really good feed for upcoming threadcasts. And then you schedule them and it shows you a countdown and, you know, you can click on them. You can, um, I think it would be cool if you could set up notifications. So like when it does go live, you get pinged in your notifications tab. Um, yeah, I think those two features would be really huge because yeah. I mean, it creates engagement, um, you know, if there's something someone's interested in, then they have that to look forward to. They know when it is. And especially if there's a notification as a reminder, even better. Um, what I thought was really cool was when I went to the poll for, uh, you know, what features coming next that you have when you vote the little message that like pops up while you're like waiting. Yeah. That was pretty cool. A little yeah. message about like high back dollar and 20% APR. So that's badass. I mean, you can really put whatever message you want in there that you want to get across at a given time because, I mean, right there, pretty much in your face and everyone's going to read it as they wait to see the updated poll results after they submitted their vote. So I thought that was a really cool uh, feature. Like, what a great opportunity to use, like, what would kind of just be like dead space, dead time. Yeah, that was actually uh, a Nomad Souls idea um, based on uh, video games. So like video game loading screens, um, you know, you get like tool tips about the game. Like, oh, if you do this, you get this, stuff like that. 
Um, yeah. So we have, I think there's like eight or nine that we've added there so far. Uh, but like you said, we can add literally anything. So, oh, so you'll get different ones. There's different ones every time. Yeah. If you find another oh, poll, vote cool. on it. Yeah. And it randomizes it. It'll shuffle them. Um, yeah. I mean, my favorite one is, uh, is um, it tells you uh, Leo uh, holding more Leo power increases your influence on the platform. Um, so there's like cool little, little tool tips that we uh, we've come up with. And then, you know, a whole lot more that we can come up with in the future. Um, and, you know, when you're sitting there waiting for your, uh, like you said, when you're waiting for your vote to get cast, you're just, you know, you're learning about the platform, learning about Hive, Leo, uh, threads. So like one of them is like, when you post a, when you post a thread, it's being published immutably to the Hive blockchain. So a lot of cool stuff yeah. we can do there. Um, uh, I clicked on the, uh poll tag to scroll through it's a lot of lot of a lot of food related polls yeah i think the food community is uh big on polls i noticed and then there's one person that's got a ton of polls looks like i feel like they're posting one every day uh, and i think it's also mainly food related i like this one D0 did a poll on see how many threads users play Rising Star. One of the many dApps on Hive, the Rising Star. The Rising game. Star. We are currently at over 20 threads underneath the parent thread for our AMA threadcast. Oh, wow. Actually, I, I actually thought it was going to be more than that just scrolling through well you've also got um so i don't think that uh, this is a good thing to check on i'm not i'm actually not sure uh replies to the replies don't count towards the 20 i think but don't quote me on that all right i mean as much as i want people to post things like i feel like i'm scrolling through these polls and there's one user where i'm want to be like bro seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of them are like but you know now. that's that ties in well to my point about uh, creating better feeds is, you know, and we just launched two weeks ago, we released the latest trending and following, you know, selections at the top. Um, before that, it was all just sorted by, you know, latest threads that were created. Um, so, um, you know, obviously it's like creating these feeds and ways to segment content is extremely important. That's definitely gonna be a focus of ours uh, moving forward. Oh, finally, I found the poll that I actually want to vote on. <laughs> Chasm, what what will you do if Hive gets to $5 and Leo gets to $4? That's great funny. options there. There's great options. I hold on. I lied because the <laughs> answers are hilarious because basically it's send liquid dollars to the user name, Chasm, whatever it is. Power up HP and Elk. Buy Ferrari for Cal. <laughs> So basically, all the answers are what you would do for him, right? What have you done? He for did him put lately? he did put the fun the fun tag on it. So, and obviously, it was meant to be comedic, but still too funny. I, mean, I just wanted to vote on something to uh, see a new message, but 
I'm also particular as in, I don't want to just vote on something to vote on something. I want to like actually participate in a pool that is asking something that I want to answer. I've seen that many people muted the tipping token bots because they consider them spam. Do you like receiving tipping tokens? I don't even realize. I mean, I kind of knew you could mute them, but I never did it. Um, but yeah, it does those, get a little annoying sometimes. You oh, they hit on most of my most of my points, most of my posts. Yeah, I get. Well, I will vote. I don't mind because I'm kind of indifferent on it. Yeah, I'm indifferent as well. Writing question, Jason. Um, the DHF stands for a decentralized hive fund and allows anyone to request funding to build on hive. There you go. All right. So, so far I've gotten two hive messages or any messages, yeah. uh, Leo, Leo related stuff. Yep. There's Leo ones. There's cub ones. Uh, Sweet. yeah. Yep. There's not a lot yet. I, like I said, there's like eight of them. Um, maybe 10. Um, I, uh, I just did a, I did a quick list when we were putting that together and then, you know, I want to definitely, I'm going to expand on it. And a lot of them are going to be, I mean, there's always going to be a lot of like hive ones and, you know, oh yeah general ones that are, that are good, like web three and stuff like that. But a lot, I want, I definitely want to have a heavy weighting on Leo stuff explaining how, you know, Leo works and threads work and polls work. And, you know, a lot of people well, don't really dig into these features. So it's cool that we have a little way and like a nomad yeah. soldiers or some metal for that, because it's cool to have a little way to like teach people about the platform without them even realizing it. Well, it's like while they're waiting. So instead of it feel like, uh, feel like waiting, you're learning something. I mean, I just got, I just did another one because there was a, uh, have you joined the 10,000 Leo, uh, quest and, um, so I hit that poll and then the, uh, the little message I got was about the custom JSONs, like not like you get the message at first, but then like the actual, you know, little note was talking right. about when you, when you vote on a poll, you will create a blah, 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 blah. And so it's also like teaching a little bit about the blockchain, so to speak. Yep. But yeah, so far I got two hives and a JSON learning. There you the go. Leo and Cub has eluded me thus far. <laughs> but still you'll get one stuff. you'll get one no nah, that's those messages are badass that's like yeah. kind of one of the coolest features uh at least that i like i've seen to date Good yeah there uh there's definitely a lot of ideas out there where we can add more of those type of tool tips and stuff all in this universe so I just posted a chart that Taskmaster posted, which he got from a Nomad Souls post. So multi, multi-level posting. Um, and uh, it shows the threads, monthly active users. Um, so the latest count, I think this was the most recent one, um, is so back in February, we, ha we hit 1,026 monthly active users, which is an all-time high uh, for Leo Finance. Um, it's, you know, it literally, we doubled our user base, uh, from the month of January to February. So, um, that was pretty incredible to see. And then this month, as of, you know, a few days ago, I think, I think this was from like the 21st of March or something. Um, we were at 979 monthly active users for threads. And obviously since the month is still, uh, ongoing, that's like a rolling count, right? So we're about like 
50 people away from being, uh, from flipping our, you know, last month, uh, monthly active users um, and, and, you know, adding to that number, obviously seeing some growth. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that. And, and what we want to see is obviously just that kind of slow grind every month. And then obviously I think there's going to be some big hits as well. Like in January, February, you know, we had um, the new UI launch and then we also had, um, you know, all the initiatives that Nomad Soul has been working on start to kind of go live and get rolled out. Uh, and especially like all the, I mean, I don't remember what, maybe he can jump in, but I don't remember what the count of communities are that we, that we've onboarded to threads, but it's something in the range of like 15 to 20, I think. Um, so we've, we've really made some good progress on a lot of those fronts. Um, and we have a bit over 20, he said. So yeah, over 20 communities that we've delegated Leo power to and who are now active on threads. Um, and, you know, I think, I think we're going to start doing some stuff where, you know, if you're, if your community is more active than other communities, we're going to increase your Leo power delegation. Uh, and if your community is less active, it may get even decreased, um, until your activity picks up. So be active. If you are building your community on threads is, is the main point. Um, and the monthly active users, you know, a lot of people ask like, what's the long-term vision? What's the long-term goal? What's the point of having monthly active users, uh, for a web three project? You know, a lot of it, there's a lot of reasons, but a lot of it comes down to engagement and value for the platform. Right. So, you know, it, you need to have monthly active users to have engagement and especially with something like threads, if you don't have engagement, then there's no reason to even use it in the first place. So engagement is always number one. Um, and then the second point is that you want to build value for the platform and we haven't released the new Leo ads protocol yet for, for the new UI. Um, but when it does go live, I think people are going to get really excited because what we've done is instead of ads being the way that they are on production UI right now, which is that they're kind of like, they're kind of like pasted on, like you can tell that they're just kind of like there, right? Like they're just, sometimes they show up in your feed. Uh, they're kind of on the left hand or the right hand side of the screen. Um, they're not like in line and they don't look like native to the platform. Um, the difference is with the new ad protocol, it looks a lot like Twitter. And if you've ever seen an ad on Twitter, you'll know what I'm talking about, where the ad actually looks like a tweet. Um, and until you see like, there's a little like sponsored or uh, promoted, you know, tagline at the bottom until you see that you would have no idea that it was even an ad. Um, so that's the exact same way that we're doing it with the new UI. Uh, they're going to be like threads and comments and post previews. And they basically, they they almost trick you into thinking, Hey, this is like a part of the feed, but it does say promoted, right? So they're promoted their ads, but they're natively in line. It doesn't like, and I think the big thing for users is that it doesn't like take you out of the mental state of like, Oh, I'm looking at the feed. Oh, now I'm seeing an ad. It takes, it, it just looks like you're scrolling through the feed and it makes the ad more powerful because if you're seeing something that you're interested in, you don't really realize it's an ad until you've already like indicated you're interested and maybe clicked on it. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice for a lot of different reasons. And I think it will allow us to like really pick up on the revenue. Uh, because if, if you know how ads work, basically there's like a calculation, which has to do with like your click through rate, um, CPM and all sorts of things. So all these different calculations and variables kind of come together. And if we have more people click on ads because they're more relevant and they're natively in the feeds, um, that's going to have a big impact on, on ad revenue. 
So that's where the ad protocol is heading in terms of, you know, displays on the UI. Um, the, you know, if, if you know how it works right now, we have Coinzilla as like the main ad partner um, and we've got a few others as well. But with the new UI, uh, we've, with the smart contract that we've got that, so there's a smart contract basically that connect, collects all of the ad revenue. And one thing that we've been working on is basically this, this system where say, you know, you're a project on Hive or you're a project anywhere in crypto, or you're a project that has nothing to do with crypto, or, you know, let's just say you're an individual that wants to advertise something, or maybe get more people to follow you on, on Hive and Leo Finance, whatever it is we're creating a portion of the UI where you can actually go in and create an ad and you can publish. And then obviously we have to approve the ad. Um, so basically you create an ad, it gets pushed to get approved. Once it gets approved, it's shown, it's shown in the feed like any other ad. And it kind of like, depending on how much you've bid up, it'll show more or less, right? So if you've bid above the other ads that are available there, then you're going to show more frequently. Um, and obviously the ads will rotate and stuff like that. Uh, and you can create a budget. So if you ever use like Facebook ads, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what we're building. Um, so it's going to be like, kind of like Facebook ads, but on Leo finance and <laughs> all that ad revenue. So you'll, you'll be able to pay in Leo or pay in hive or, uh, maybe HBD. We haven't really thought about that much yet. Um, but you'll be able to pay in one of those currencies and, you know, maybe Bitcoin, stuff like that. Uh, and all that all that crypto gets collected in a smart contract. And then from that smart contract, we have the Leo ads protocol, uh, which we have some fun updates about um, in the Sooniverse though. Um, and uh, yeah, so the whole ad protocol is getting revamped. Uh, but you guys have known nice. about that for a long time. We've been working on this smart contract for over a year now. So the back end is, is largely done um, because, you know, and I've talked about this too, but a big push I've been making with the team is getting things to be decentralized and completely hands-off. Uh, so if you've seen like what we've done with the wrapped Leo pool and, and the geyser and stuff like that, I've been trying to get the team to build stuff into smart contracts and just fully automate everything uh, that we're, that we're capable of automating. So the whole Leo ads protocol will be automated except for the manual approval. But one thing I'm thinking about the manual approvals um is that we actually use polls to do the approval. So another use case for polls will be someone launches an ad and they want to get it approved. The community has to vote yes or no to approve it. And if they don't want it, then the community says no. And that poll, you know, uh, will disprove their, uh, their ad request. Um, so putting, putting all the control into the hands of the community, that's really the, the goal long-term. Um, and I think that whole ad protocol is just going to, I like the, the ad revenue is going to go insane um, between the native ads, between being able to bid up the ads, between new ad partners, all of it. Yeah, it's definitely good potential and possibility there, especially as the, um, you know, number of not only monthly active users increases, but just the overall, you know, page views on Leo finances uh, on a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And our monthly, I mean, our monthly active users just doubled in the last, you know, two months. So, uh, our target, we're at a thousand monthly active users. Now our target by the end of the year is 5,000. We started this year with 500. So we are well on our way. Um, and you know, 10 Xing our user base, I think is going to have a huge impact on ads on its own, then <clears throat> layer in all these other variables about, you know, native inline feeds and being able to bid up ads and, uh, yep. 
yep. all sorts of stuff like that. It's just, that's really where we're headed tokenomics wise. Um, well, so we got here new features. Uh, so when wallet is one of the uh, topics we have for today, um, the wallet, <laughs> I, I'm hoping probably it's not going to be this Friday, but maybe either the Friday after or maybe the Friday after that. So probably in the next three weeks, we'll have the, uh, the wallet UI all live. Um, so we are making progress on it. Uh, cool. When in doubt, see wallet on long form Leo finance. Yep. Yep. I still spend most of my time then there. I just make thread cameos. In fact, I'll openly admit I fell off on threads over this past weekend. I didn't post long form or thread. Back on the horse now, though. Back on the horse. Okay. The task said in the thread storm, should Cal set a certain time for weekly AMA? And if he doesn't hit it, he sends everyone 50 Leo. <laughs> Hashtag I would, be, I would be broke very quickly. Too funny. Well, cool. So as per the usual, plenty of stuff going on in the Leo universe. Um, I don't know if we have updates elsewhere. Is there anything in regards to Cub? Or are we pretty much good to go there? Cub is going to have some big news on April 5th. Uh, that is a very specific date. Yeah, we are. We got and some it's big a news. Sunday. It is a Sunday. Maybe April sixth. April April fifth or sixth, depending on what your time zone is. <laughs> My time zone is the Zooniverse. Um, this is true. The uh, yeah, so we got we got some big news. Um, but Cubs been Wait, doing really on. well. Uh, we oh just... no, I lied. That's like a Wednesday or a Thursday. <laughs> oh okay, then April fifth. I was gonna say I didn't think it was. I never announced anything on a Sunday. So yeah, no, I was looking. I apparently I had been looking at the uh, March fifth and sixth, not uh, April. Then April fifth, it is. Um, Sweet. So I guess you'll be teasing that on the next AMA. I will. I will. Um, Cub just hit three million total Cub burned, which is um, pretty pretty insane if you think about it. Um, at in August twenty twenty two, which was how many months ago? uh six about six months ago six seven months um we had about five hundred thousand cub total burned in the two years that cub had existed or almost two years year and a half uh and just in the last you know half year uh we, we're now at three million cub burned uh so two and a half million cub burned over you know five uh six seven months um and the burn the burn rate continues to increase every month and a lot of this has to do with the ARB bot, which we've talked about uh, a lot. But, um, you know, all of this stuff and, and you know, we've, I've been pushing the devs really hard on a lot of the, uh, different fronts in terms of this. Um, but pushing Cub to that deflationary flipping um, has been really important. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to have some, some good news very soon. Um, but we just hit 3 million cub, total Cub burned. 
Um, this month will will be close to a million cub burn total. Um, so well on our way and and no signs of slowing down in terms of in terms of burns. So so have we hit the flipping yet or no? Depends on how you look at it. So from a day-to-day -day perspective, we have if you look at the cub supply, it has been hovering right at 21 million. And um, there's a reason why it's not ticking up very much. So like it, it might tick up like right now it's at 21,184,000. But when the Dow buys, it usually buys in pretty big chunks. So that easily is going to, you know, drop below 21 million and then it'll go mm. back above 21 million and then it'll drop below it. But what I think a lot, of, I think psychologically, what people will look for is like month to month deflationary. Yeah. So there's about 840,000 cub issued per month. So I think what a lot of people are going to look for is, is more than 840,000 cub being bought and burned each month. And uh, that'll be kind of like the flipping indication. But if you look at it from a day to day, there's actually been more cub burned each day this month than, than nice. issued. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So we finally, uh, I'm not going to say we made it just yet, but we are, we have early signs of finally creating the vision of a, um, you know, decentralized, reliable, growing DeFi platform. Um, and, um, you know, early, early signs of it. We still have some work to do. But signs April of land. 5th, April 5th. Yeah, we can, we can see the land in the distance and it's, it's not too far away. And we know that in this universe, we will land. Keep the bow pointed straight ahead. We see the land. We do. Cool. So, well, I think that covers us Leoverse wise. Yeah. So, I mean, elsewhere in the crypto world, there's been some fun stuff this week. Obviously, Bitcoin is, uh, Still floating above 25k, which is nice. Even got that little quick pump up to 29 the other night, which didn't last long. And now we're been sitting right around 27, high 26. Um, as price consolidates, the short-term moving averages have all caught back up. So either we're consolidating here for that next leg up, or we're consolidating here because the bulls ran out of gas and we're gonna come down and test 25, which I personally wouldn't mind to see a uh, test and confirmation of 25 as a new support. Uh, I know there's some other talking heads in the Leo Discord that uh, kind of said the same thing. So should be interesting. Um, I guess in theory, Bitcoin should have got wrecked with uh, all the negative news that's come out over the last uh, week. So I guess technically that's bullish, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, all the stuff that's happening with banks right now is very bullish for Bitcoin. I think a lot of people are giving it a look oh, yeah. and saying, you know, we can't trust banks to hold our money, you know, top 15 banks in the world because you had, you know, SVB blow up. Um, you know, if we can't trust them to hold our money and, you know, we can barely trust the government to hold our money, let alone, you know, print more, or devalue the dollar and do all the things that they're doing to bail, bail the banks out, which they've always done. Um, then maybe we should give a look to something that has no bearing in terms of, you know, government control and also has no, um, also has a predictable, um, 
monetary policy, which is what Bitcoin is all about. I mean, if you look at, if you read the original white paper and look at what Satoshi wrote about Bitcoin and the vision for it, it is literally created for the reasons that we're seeing play out in, in the world right now uh, in terms of finance and banks and government control and seizures and stuff like that. I actually wrote this morning, I wrote two articles. One was about MicroStrategy and um, how they um, actually made away with like a $50 million profit on Signature Bank going under because they had a loan. They had like a $200 million loan with them. Uh, and they got a disc, they got like a 22% discount on that, on repaying it. So they repaid that loan in full and walked away with the the difference. Um, that's badass. Yeah. How did that even, so, I didn't, I saw a little something, I didn't dig into it, but, uh, yeah, I gotta look, look at how that worked out. Yeah. I will, uh, of the mechanics. Yeah. I read their 8k this morning and then posted about it. So I'm posting the link in the threadcast. Feel free to. I always say upvote the cat at the end of the AMAs, but feel free to upvote, upvote the cow. Um, there you go. So shameless plug. Um, so I wrote about that. And then the other thing I wrote about, uh, which I'll post it later tonight, um, was about this executive order. Um, and it's, it is really interesting and relevant to um, what's happening in the world now. Um, and and the reason why is because this this executive order was signed in like 1933. Um, it's called 6102, and it basically was when the government um, basically declared that you couldn't hoard gold. So there was like a limit to how much gold that you could have, and if you had over that limit, you were forced to sell it to the Fed um, at a at a set price. Um, and they literally put people in jail. They arrested people and, for, and made them forfeit their gold. They, they seized it from them. Um, and it was really interesting. So I was just reading about that this morning, uh, and then decided to write about it. But, um, they also at the same time devalued the dollar, which allowed the fed to print more money. So economic policy back then was a lot different than it is now. Uh, because the, the U S dollar had to be backed by like 40% in gold reserves, um, so obviously things were a lot different back then in terms of what they could do, how they could expand their monetary supply and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, I thought it was interesting. So uh, keep an eye out for that later if you're interested in that type of topic. But the point being that I think Bitcoin is going to get a much bigger look uh, from people in the world because, you know, you look at stuff like that happening in history, you know, history, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it sometimes rhymes. I forgot who said that, but heard it somewhere. Um, I mean, and, yeah, I've, I've said that one too. And, uh, I do not remember who originally said it. <laughs> it wasn't, it was an investor, an investor person. Yeah. Maybe I'll just take credit for it. Ah. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so, you know, holding Bitcoin is important and, you know, I'm not, and, and I wrote another article talking about, um, talking about uh, Balaji and, you know, what I think about his ideas and if he's crazy or not. Um, and uh, I, I said that I land somewhere right in the middle, right? Like I, you know, I obviously don't believe in fully in like the fiat system and how it, how it operates, but I also don't buy into like all the things that Balaji says, like he's, he basically says, take all your money, put it all on Bitcoin and then move to a Bitcoin friendly jurisdiction. So leave the U S or move, to like Florida or uh, Texas or um, 
there was some other random state that he threw in there. I'm already in Florida. Sweet. All there right. Go. I got to go, guys. I got to yeah. buy all the And you're already heavy now. in crypto. Yeah. That's, I mean, I hear you, like, I, what he's saying, but that doesn't make a ton of sense either. Because right. I can't, I can't, I can't pay for everything I need to live with Bitcoin. Yeah. So, but he's like worried about like getting his Bitcoin stolen from the local government or something. I, I don't know. That's where I'm How's saying that like, that's, that's where it gets a little crazy. And the only way that can happen, and granted this happened with gold. I mean, they would come into people's homes with guns yep. um, and it was okay because they were the government. So I guess the only, the only way that could happen is if they come into your home and put a gun to your head because they can't physically like come and just confiscate it because there's nothing physical to confiscate unless they take, you know, whatever. I guess you're, um, you know, if you have cold storage or whatever, but again, they can't really do anything with it. Um, they have to like literally interrogate people and, and torture them in order to get the stuff because it's part of it's in here. Yep. So it's wild. Wild times. But yeah, um, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't, I don't put anything past what could happen just because, you know, we look at it like it's this like crazy fantasy land, but shit like this has happened. In history, your homes have been invaded by your government. Right. Yeah, I think people just think that, you know, bad things can never happen to them. Uh, that's kind of how humans tend to think. Um, wow. Most humans. Then there's us ADHD, uh, ADHD people who just constantly think bad things are going to happen. <laughs> right. The paranoids. Yep. It is a fun brain to deal with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I found that interesting, the history of it dove in a little and, uh, yeah, I think I, like I said, I land somewhere in the middle. I'm not, you know, going to move. I'm not going to like go somewhere else. I'm not going to take a hundred percent of my money and put it into Bitcoin, but I land somewhere in the middle, you know, put a lot of my money into Bitcoin. I, you know, am careful about how I store it. Uh, I'm mindful of, you know, things like this executive order and, you know, stuff like that potentially happening again in the future. Who knows? Um, there's this whole Operation Choke Point 2.0, which people are saying that they think, you know, basically the U.S. is is cracking down on crypto and it's all organized and orchestrated to all happen at the same time, shutting down, you know, on-ramps, off-ramps, uh, which kind of leads us into another topic uh, that Nomad Soul gave us, which is the allegations against CZ um, and Binance. Um, and then there was also, so last week Coinbase <laughs> announced that they got issued a Wells notice, um, mm. from the SEC. Uh, and then it was SEC, right? And then the, and then was this it week, it's the, oh, I think the it CFTC was hit them up too, right? Did they? I see now I'm starting to get them confused because they're both going after know. people. They're both going after people, but the, the SEC in my is, recap post then. The SEC is going after people for securities violations. The CFTC is is saying that Ethereum and Bitcoin are commodities and they're going after people. So uh, I think they're also going after Binance because they're saying basically they've been like a securities dealer or some, something like that. Right. Yeah. The CFTC is saying that they're doing insider trading and that CZ controls like 300 accounts and that he's manipulating the market, basically. Which... Maybe he is, maybe he's not. Who knows? 
I read his, uh, he had a public statement. Uh, let me grab the link and post it. Um, I didn't read it, but from what I saw in the chats, basically it sounded like he just outright denied everything. Yeah. I just posted the link in the threadcast. Um, he out, yeah, he outright denied everything that they basically claimed. He also gave some explanations for accounts that he owns. He claims that he owns two accounts uh, on Binance and like eats his own dog food. So he stores his crypto there. And then he says any trades he makes is to convert when he needs fiat. It, he sells crypto into fiat and then withdraws it. So he gave explanations, basically refuted everything, basically said that uh, he and Binance are willing to work with regulators and have been working with regulators as you know, you know, Binance is the number one exchange in the world. They're, you know, what did he say? He said they have like 18 jurisdictions where they, they have licenses uh, to do what they do. Um, Wild. Yeah. Also says that they have the most strict KYC AML procedures in the whole industry. So he had some, he had some good hmm. points in that. But well, I mean, organization's going to do what organization's going to do. You know, well, yeah, I mean, the problem is, you know, I mean, and here's a sad fact like, regulation's good and bad, right? Like, minimal regulation's usually good. The problem is, you never get that. You end up getting too much regulation, too much government. But sadly, some regulations needed because otherwise, you're basically just relying on quote unquote the honor system. Right. And the reality is, the level of like quote unquote honor in our society is probably at the lowest level it's ever been. Um, so, you know, I'd love to think that there's at least one operator or one exchange that's like doing everything above board. Cause it's like, well, shit, there's gotta at least be one. Right. Cause everybody's just with some kind of shenanigans, but I mean, even if CZ is operating Binance on the up and up, I'm sure there's something that's, you know, gray area. And, uh, you know, that'll end up being what they go after him for. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, sometimes things are meant even with good intention that are gray area and just end up not really looking very good on paper. 100%. So, and that's like, you know, coming from like, if we're talking about like, uh, an operator that's generally, you know, um, kind of like honest and and uh you know above board you know then you talk about the people that are just shady forget about it then everything's just getting pillaged but that's just my opinion on that yeah you're always gonna have you know little shit storms and stuff like that but binance has been hit with fud you know literally every cycle that it has existed so well, that's another thing too. Like I saw someone post about that the other day and it's like every time Binance has been hit with some kind of, you know, what turned out to be FUD, it was really basically a good buying opportunity for BNB. But I definitely see that. I looked, BNB didn't get knocked down enough for me to really be excited. Yeah. Dump mean, some more. I, I would jump in. But yeah, it's down like 8% looks like. Yeah. I'd like to see a bigger drop. Yeah, which also it's down 8%, but you know, Bitcoin's also down, you know, low. Exactly. It's not like it had like this outsized down right. move, you know, if it had a Relative move that was exactly. So that's why when I, I glanced at it last night, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, that's not down nearly enough. Right. Right. 
but yeah for the huge we we shall see how it all plays out yep and then another uh maybe our last topic is uh our favorite person in the world justin sun uh was uh was he charged with fraud or just accused of fraud i'm not i think he might have been charged um, I have no idea. I don't even know there was any Justin Sun news. I saw oh, news yeah. about Do Kwan getting captured or whatever. Yeah, Do Kwan got captured in Montenegro. Justin Sun. Uh, I didn't um, know there was any Justin Sun news. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. So he was sued by the SEC for uh, market manipulation, kind of similar to. They're just CZ suing everybody. Stuff. They they really are. They're, I think so they're just, just going a- out for like a blanket. And this is why a lot of people are saying it's like this coordinated thing. They're just kind of throwing a blanket on everything and saying, you know, this is all, you know, and they've done this before. So I tend not to be too worried about it. But I mean, it sounds like, yeah, they're just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and, you know, and then they'll focus on the one that sticks because there's there's going to be one. Right. Right. If not more. Well, I'm sure the hive community won't mind if Justin Sun gets jammed up. Yeah, I don't even think it's just the Hive community. I definitely think like every community in crypto is tired of him. So it's funny. he's definitely been a, you know, kind of a nuisance in crypto, I think. Yeah. Coolness. Sweet. Well, yeah, I think we hit everything. Bunch of awesome updates in the Leoverse per the usual and uh, keep on growing. Yep. We'll see you guys in April. It's going to be, what's going to be? That's right. April 4th, I think. April 4th. Yep. Q2. We got, uh, begins. we hit our Q1 target for 2023, which was a thousand monthly active users. There you go. Boom. Now we, uh, see uh this weekend i'm sure task will be paying attention you got the uh tesla um number for uh was it car sales oh. production sales whatever that's uh probably gonna get announced this weekend everyone's expecting it to beat which at this point i don't know how the stock will react because it's not going up leading up into it it's been down last couple of days but let's see. I'm still still trading my options, still got my leap, still selling my weeklies. It's pretty pretty good strategy as long as uh as long as Tesla doesn't completely dump. And yeah, let's see what uh, happens. So you're still hanging yeah. on. Tesla's uh down in the one eighties now though. But yeah. Still working it. Let's see what happens. Get my Indeed. fingers crossed for you. No doubt. Well, hopefully Bitcoin moons as well. I'm happy for my uh, short hedge <laughs> to get liquidated. Yeah, me too. Me too. Cool. Sweet. All right, we will see you guys next week. See you on the 4th.